What's going on, everybody? Welcome to episode seven of season three. I'm your host, Kurt Field. And it's your boy, BLB143. Kurt, I'm not even going to ask you why that is. I'm just going to tell you why I just said BLB143. First of all, it flows, it rhymes, it's sick. It's kind of like RG3, all those cool nicknames. BLB143, BLB is my nickname, 143, we're going to get into. So, first of all, it's just cool. Second of all, 143, Kurt, commonly refers to I love you, one for I, four for L O V E. Three for Y-O-U, Kurt, I love you. More importantly, though, <laughs> Kurt, 143-143 was the section I sat in last night when I went to the Patriots game, and that's also the section that you sit in when you go to the Patriots games. Completely coincidental. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. Yeah, so that is a section that also, <laughs> thank, thank you, that was a roller coaster. Much like yep. the game yesterday, oh, that yeah. was a roller coaster ride we just went on. Uh, yes, section 143, shout out Jake Largay, my buddy who has tickets there. Shout out Mike Forget, the Darien football coach who took me in week one, also section 143. So this is weird. So Jake's seats that I've gone and sat in many times are in the ninth row of section 143. I was like, oh, dope. So when Mike Forget, the head coach for Darien, asked me to go to a game opening weekend, I'm like, oh, where are the seats? He's like, I don't even know. We get there, section 143. I'm like, this is freaking weird. So then Bruno, yesterday, <laughs> I was like, where are your seats? Sends me a picture. Doesn't say what section. I knew what section because I've sat there. I was like, no way, you're in section 143. And your response was like, it, it's a vibe. It's a vibe. Section 143 is a vibe. Dude, literally a vibe. And I can tell you it's equally random that I was there because I went with my good friend Jason from high school, but he got those tickets from his friend from work who has season tickets in 143. So, like, of all the fucking coincidences, like, what the fuck? Absolutely absurd. I will say, I will say, and this is me being, this is going to sound like the snobbiest thing I've ever said. I'm ready. The only thing I don't like about that section is it's really, really hard to gauge depth per se like depth yes. stuff like yes uh especially if if they're going to the opposite side of the field the closed side of the pate of gillette stadium like if if there's a run like a like a five yard run it might look like a zero yard run or it might look like a 10 yard run it's very hard to gauge especially for you bruno one eye how, how how hard was that yeah kurt i literally don't have depth perception that's why i can't see 3d <laughs> movies so i had to make my own but my own wait, is not wait, covered wait, wait, for that. back up back up back up back up backing up backing up did you say you can't see 3d movies kurt come on you knew this no i knew you had one ridiculously bad eye i did not know you couldn't see 3d movies all right well very 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 quick summary was born possibly blind in my right eye they missed it when i was a baby the doctors did i had surgery when i was two vision never formed you know how vision's supposed to be 2020 kurt vision in my bad eye my right eye is 20 2800 no joke that bad (laughs) Wait, can you say it one yep. more time for the first Let moment? me repeat for emphasis. 2020, that's like standard good vision. My bad eye is 20 slash 2,800. So it's pretty fucking bad. So anyways, Kurt. 2,800. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It's pretty fucking bad. It's like off the charts bad. Oh, my, oh my God. <laughs> so basically, Kurt, what that means is I don't use it to see, a.k.a. you need both your eyes giving you the depth perception to see 3D movies. I had to make my own with one eye, but it doesn't do 3d so i see 3d in real life but not in movies so am i real life i don't know but anyways i don't have depth oh. perception wow okay <laughs> wait question which eye is the bad eye my right eye is the bad eye okay so blind spot when you're driving and oh yeah skit. <laughs> what do you do oh yeah well do you, you know have to really wrench the neck around there like I, I i will say i'm a big turn my neck in the car guy i have to be i have no choice other times kurt i just keep my wheels uh my hands 10 and 2 and just pray just, just say a prayer and <laughs> just say prayer. do your best. Seabiscuit, take the wheel. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, actually, 
I don't want to talk about football. Let's just keep talking about anything but football <laughs> because I'm hashtag sad after yeah. yesterday. Um, I do just want to throw this out there before we do actually get into what we have to get yep. into. Um, for probably like the eight people who listen to this podcast without uh, or because of the Stats Guy segment, I'm just going to get it out there in the first five minutes here that um, there is no Stats Guy segment this week. Stats Guy is currently in Lexington, Kentucky. And then we'll be moving to Nashville, Kentucky later on in the week because uh, they're big-brained and they're doing um, some admissions stuff down there for Ethel Walker. So no stats guy. That means you're stuck with us two idiots for the entirety of this podcast, just like you were the last last season. So hmm. um, just want to throw that out there before before we got too, too far into this mess, Bruno. Hmm. Well, Kurt, or is there a stats guy segment later? Might have to keep from guessing. I don't know. Is there a, a substitute stats guy? Is unless, one of us a stats guy? Unless you came up with something in the last 14 seconds. Uh, no, there is no stats guy well, segment. Kurt, that's usually 13 seconds longer than I need. So you know what, Kurt? We're just going to have to find out what happens at the end of the show. Oh, However, God. Kurt, we have already found out everything that has happened this week, minus Monday Night Football, uh, for this week of action. So, Kurt, as much as we're hashtag sad, are we ready to get hashtag mad, hashtag bad, hashtag Bradfield, hashtag everything on this past week of action? Hashtag sure, let's do it. <laughs> hashtag sure. Well, hashtag last Thursday night, Kurt, in the Thursday night game, we had the Bucks and the Eagles. Uh, kind of a game you would say, seeing the matchup, you'd be like, okay, this is going to be an easy, dominant victory for the Bucks. They did go up big to the credit. They went up 28 to 7. Uh, TP12, our boy, Kurt, your favorite, had two TDs. And then also two TDs for playoff Lenny showing up big. Play, uh, Lenny Fournette. So they went up 28 to 7, and we were like, okay, this game's over. Second half, uh, Jalen Hurts is like, I can't throw, so I'm going to run. So he ran for two touchdowns, and they hit a two-point conversion, too. So they, they made it a game at 28-22. to 22. I didn't really ever think the Eagles were going to win, but they made it close late. The important thing for the Bucks is that they survived. Richard Sherman got injured, so that's pretty notable for the for the Bucks. Um, obviously, Kurt uh, isn't too uh, mad about that one. Not a big nope. fan of Richard Sherman. Nope. Don't um, like him. Don't exactly. like him one bit. And then the only other thing I thought was pretty cool, Kurt, and I'm fairly positive this is true, and you can tell me what you heard, too, but... Zach Ertz, longtime tight end for the Eagles, been involved in trade rumors forever. He played Thursday night, and then he was traded to the Cardinals like the next day. And so people were like, oh, that's weird. He played. Apparently, this is what I heard. The Cardinals and Eagles had agreed to a trade. Zach Ertz was like, fuck this shit. I'm suiting up one last time for the boys. And he, they Cardinals like didn't want to play him because like injury concerns and stuff. And Zach Ertz was like, I'm fucking playing. So then he did. And then he caught a touchdown. So kind of cool. Yeah, I... If I'm the Cardinals, I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If I just traded for you and somehow you got hurt in that game, now we have problems. But yep. I thought it was so cool that he played, so cool that he caught a touchdown. This game was a little bit interesting. Um, it really wasn't competitive for a while, and then the Eagles did make some sort of comeback. So, yeah, Tom Brady played a game Thursday night. He was also playing games this weekend, Bruno. Oh, I don't my know if God. I don't know if you saw his. Time for Twitter. a trade. Oh, Giselle, yeah. it's time for a trade, honey. I love the <laughs> fall, honey. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> so this this goddamn meanie sends out a tweet this weekend saying about how, oh, I really missed the fall this year. And, and like everyone from New England was like, oh, do you, Tom? Mm. I know a place that has a very nice fall. And then uh, like that was it. Like we thought like, oh, cool, Tom like misses the fall. No, it was part of his scheme. Um, Giselle was like, oh, maybe it's time for a trade. And then he was like, yeah, actually, Giselle, it is time for a trade. And then he has this other, he comes out with like a, another commercial. The man's like in fucking 70 commercials at the moment. Right. Um, and it's all about trading for like some Bitcoin thing or so, I, I don't know. Yeah, some, FTX, some, something yeah. with, with, with cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency, yeah, I'm a real smart guy. 
couple of smart guys here, Kurt. Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right. Well, here's to here's to uh, not smart guys. Uh, mm. Multiple of them on, on both teams, actually. <laughs> Jaguars, Dolphins, Bruno. Another London game. You know what that means. Just like that mm. week, just like last week, it's Pip Pip Cheerio. Bruno, the Jaguars. <laughs> the Jaguars. They won a game. They end their 20-less, wait, yeah, 20 straight game streak of losing. I think it's funny because, remember, they're, they came up with a video after they won week one of last year. They were, like, not satisfied being 1-0, and then they lost 20 straight games. But that is no more. Um, one week after we were on this, this exact podcast talking about if the Jaguars would never win another game, they do it. So they kicked a game-winning field goal as time expired. They beat the Dolphins 23-20 London. Trevor Lawrence, solid. Tua, meh. Still, for the life of me, Bruno, cannot understand, will not understand, don't want to understand how this Patriots team lost the Dolphins. What the hell? It makes literally no sense, Kurt. It's it's almost enraging at this point. Like, the fact that the Dolphins beat the Patriots and then went on to do this for however many games in a row it's been, it's just, it's pathetic. And if the Patriots right now, after last yesterday's game, were 3-3, three and three, I'd, I'd feel a lot better mm-hmm. about where it's going. But because I lost the Dolphins on their two and four, I just uh, the the future is not bright for this season. Like I I just can't two and four just sounds so much worse than three and three in my head. Yeah, Kurt, you're absolutely right. Uh, it's honestly it's pretty disgusting. You really hate to see it as a Patriots fan. I will interrupt you one more time because yeah. you made a great point. We lost to the Dolphins, who lost to the Jaguars. So what does that make us? <sighs> That's a sigh for those who may have uh, not understood that audible cue. Um, Kurt, I did introduce the concept of the transitive property. I'm not sure if it was a pick six or last week. I don't it really was last remember. Week. Okay, I'm not a math guy again, but I do remember the transitive property. Kurt, that's literally the definition of the transitive property, which means we're worse than the Jaguars. The Jaguars would beat us. So that's not a great place to be in. <laughs> the team that just lost uh, 20 straight games, we are worse than. You hurt. I mean, transitive property. That's we are. That's how it works. I mean, Kurt, they're 1-0 and in their last one, and we're 0-1 in our last one. Yeah, might as well be 0-20 in our last 20. That's what, it, that's what it feels like lately. Well, Kurt, you know what else feels like 0-20? Uh, the Bears against Aaron Rodgers. Correct. Uh, the Packers the, the uh, this weekend came to Chicago. Always a big hullabaloo or whatever you want to call it, a brouhaha, if you will, uh, whenever the Rodgers train rolls into town because the Bears fucking hate that man because he has tortured them forever. And, Kurt, what did he do this weekend? Torture them again. Not really the biggest victory. It was only 24 to 14 final score. He played well. So did Devonte Adams and uh, Joan, Aaron Jones as well. Like that trio is just too much for the Bears. The biggest story from this game, Kurt, and I hope you saw this clip. They caught Aaron Rodgers after I think he ran for a touchdown or he threw. I forget what it was. It was the, somehow the Packers scored. They caught him on a microphone, like screaming to the crowd, essentially like. I've always owned you. I own you. I own this city. I own this team. Like him talking to the Bears and to Bears fans. Fucking electric. I love that. I mean, he talks yeah. the shit and backs it up. So that was really cool to see. The, the direct quote, quote, all my freaking life, I own you. <laughs> I still own you. I still own you. Yeah, just, I mean, it's, and what's tough as a Bears fan or Bears in general, you just, you, there's nothing you can say because it's true. I think I saw a stat that's like he's 22 and five against the Bears. Yep. That's an absurd record. Like that's just, just absurd. It's like so, Brady against the Bills. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, I had something there, but I lost it. But anyways, yeah, uh, <laughs> you know who didn't lose it? Aaron Rodgers, because he won again. The Packers keep rolling. The Bears, I mean, at least if you're the Bears fan, you thought this was going to be lost anyways. But yeah, just just tough. Yeah, speaking of losses, here's a team who's really good at it. The Detroit Lions. Uh, <laughs> they lose 34-11 to to the Cincinnati Bengals. I can't think of one person in this whole world who thought the Lions would win that game. Not one person. Kurt, may I just point out that you just said the Lions were good at something? Hmm. <laughs> well, you're right. That's <laughs> so Kurt. I mean, 
they are good at something. I don't really, I don't really think it's something you want to be good at, but well, they are very good at losing. They're very good at it. Very good at losing. They were losing 27-0 yesterday before they scored their first points uh, in that blowout defeat. Joe Burrow reassured everyone his throat is perfectly fine through three touchdowns. And uh, while Dan Campbell did not cry after this loss <laughs> to the Lions, he did call out his players saying they need to play harder, they need to play better. He quite literally got mad at Jared Goff. Like, there's a quote out there saying Jared Goff needs yep. to take more responsibility, needs to play better, needs to put more weight on his shoulders. I'm like, yeesh. Also, but at the same time, Dan Campbell, I don't know if you've uh, been paying attention the last couple of years, Jared Goff's just not a good quarterback, so that's kind of on you too. Yeah, what the Goff? Yeah, what the Goff, because the Lions are now on hashtag winless watch. Damn. So, Kurt, not to dance around your question, a certain someone who goes by the alias BLB143 may have predicted this week on the pick six, shout out the pick six, the Lions to end their losing streak, and that certainly did not happen. And a certain someone else picked the Bengals to win. So, you know what? Winners win, losers lose. That's how the, that's how life works, Kurt. Yeah, I guess you're a loser. I guess, God damn it! I walked into that one. You <laughs> yeah. know who else is a fucking loser, Kurt? The fucking Texans, even though they almost beat the Patriots, but they didn't. These Texans are fucking terrible. This is the same thing as the Dolphins, where it's just like, yes, we didn't lose to the Texans, but how did we almost lose to the Texans? The Colts, who have a quarterback who is a Tarshcan, literally a Tarshcan playing quarterback for them, somehow beat the Texans 31-3. to He didn't play, like, incredibly well. He had two touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor kind of went crazy at 145 and two touchdowns. Shout out my fantasy team. Shout out your fantasy team, Lamar Jackson 5, if yeah. I do believe correctly. 6-0. 6-0. Lamar Jackson 6-0. and hey. Oh, wait. For this week, you could have been Lamar Jackson 5-0. and uh, Just as that past week. God damn it. You fucked up, Mr. Chance. Um, the Texans also missed their chance to win because they played terrible. They also, uh, you know, the Colts defense forced two picks and a fumble. It doesn't, you know, this game kind of means nothing. The Texans are terrible. It just makes me enraged that it took, like, a miraculous effort for the Patriots to beat that Texans team. Yeah, but the Patriots are bad. It's as simple as that. Um, but then at the same time, they're also not, but we'll get into that later. So um, <laughs> in the next game, uh, one New York team had a bye this weekend, which feels like a win because if you had to watch this other New York team play, it's just, it's just fucking atrocious. The Rams beat the Giants 38-11 to at MetLife Stadium. Um, Matt Stafford back on track, four touchdown passes. Cooper Cup went off again, nine receptions, 130 yards, two more touchdowns. Just the man's stat line. Uh, he did kind of regress for a, a week or two there, yep. but he, he's hashtag back. Uh, for the Giants, literally nothing can go right for them. Daniel Jones, absolutely terrible. We, uh, he looked competent for the first couple weeks, and then he's just completely gone back down the rabbit hole. Terrible. Kadarius Tony, who is like their one bright spot of the season so far, not only got ejected from like their last game for punching a guy in the face, yep. but now he now he's hurt. So I think it's at this point. At this point, they just shut it down, waved the white flag. Their season's over. It never really started. Uh, ever since that boat picture, oh shout, my god! Shout out Odell Beckham. The Giants are the worst team in football. So there's that. Sheesh. Well, you know what they need, Kurt. They need hashtag the boat. They need to sign Blake Bortles because uh, clearly Daniel Jones is not getting it done there. He's going to be a great backup for a long time. Yeah, speaking of great backups, uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs uh, went to uh, Washington football. Kurt, you didn't even react there. You didn't I like have, what I, that I said. Have, I have nothing to say. <laughs> okay, fine. I just wanted to see if you would catch that. <laughs> That's a little, little, little back and forth from your two hosts here, uh, breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> but anyways, this week the God Chiefs played <laughs> the Chiefs played the Washington football team. Another one of those games. Again, you see the two teams match up. You'd be like, the Chiefs should destroy them. They won 31 to 13, but Kurt, this was a complete tale of two halves. The first half, the Chiefs looked 
fucking terrible. Patrick Mahomes threw two more picks, Kurt. Two more. He had six. He, I think he, he, that was his seventh and his eighth picks. And again, he, we're just like, you know, a little over a third or a quarter of the way through the season. He threw six all of last year. So he throws two interceptions in the first half. They played absolutely terrible. The Washington football team was up 13 to 10 at halftime. Who the fuck would have figured out how that happened? But they were. And then the second half started and Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes remembered he was Patrick Mahomes. They shut out the Washington football team in the second half. Patrick Mahomes threw for like 200 yards and two touchdowns just in the second half. So they got it together when they needed to get it together, and they won the game. But again, it's just another troubling sign if you're a Chiefs fan because they have looked so Jekyll and Hyde this season. Kurt, another troubling thing, less about the game, more about the Washington football team. I'm sure you saw this too. Clearly, the Washington football team is under, they've been under investigation for Dan Snyder stuff from way back in the day. All these emails from John Gruden were actually emails that the investigation into the Washington football team uncovered. Seems yep. like a terrible culture, a lot of bad things happening, a lot of bad people there. And so, Kurt, what do they do? They decide randomly, out of the blue, they've retired two numbers in their history as an organization. They just decide this weekend on three days' notice that they're retiring Sean Taylor's number just because they need some positive PR. And like, it's so clear what they were doing and like all the people who were involved in it were like yeah we found out about this like two days ago and like they were trying to be like oh we planned this all along so it's just it just sucks it sucks for sean taylor again you don't want to like have your have this you know his family and whoever be like tainted by this halftime ceremony that's literally they just threw together to try to distract from their terribleness so kurt that was just not you know not a good look from the washington football team uh just quite literally a disgrace a disgrace of a franchise like yeah. it's just you know, take them and the Giants and just throw them into the Atlantic Ocean. Just get out of here. I want no part of them. Um, yep. Something else we want no part of is watching the Panthers play without Christian McCaffrey. Oh, yikes! Panthers lose in overtime, thirty-four twenty-eight to the Vikings. Panthers now three and zero with Christian McCaffrey. Bruno, they're zero and three without him. So yikes. we, I, I mentioned it on. Um, I don't know if I mentioned it yesterday, but I, I just feel like we got on that hype train. Me, yep. I was the conductor of that. I was like, oh. Panthers for real defense number one in the league mm, should have really shouldn't have just pumped the brakes should have absolutely <laughs> yanked the stop them yeah <laughs> yanked the emergency brakes what I should have done uh, but this game was pretty wild Kirk Cousins threw for 373 yards three touchdowns Dalvin Cook went off he had 140 yards in the tutty Vikings had 571 yards total offense bananas absolutely impressive against the Carolina defense that we said or I said was good was really good I was terribly wrong. Um, Vikings were up 28-17 with seven minutes left when kicker Greg Joseph get to <laughs> oh, Greg. Go Greg, remember that name. <laughs> yeah. Missed a field goal. Panthers come back, field goal of their own. Um, they force a Vikings punt, then they drive. Sam Donald, awesome drive. 96 yards, minute 27 for a touchdown and a two-point conversion. So the game's tied at 28. Yep. I was like, whoa, Sam Donald, huge. Maybe the, the Panthers needed to win. They needed yep. to win so bad. I was like, this is great for them, blah, blah, blah. Well, Kirk Cousins ends up leading the Vikings 46 yards in just over 40 seconds. They attempt a field goal. That boy, old Greg, we were just talking about, Craig Joseph, misses again. Seriously, dude, what is <laughs> what is wrong with NFL kickers this year? Dude. It's, our, our boy Greg here sucks, but there are other, other kickers just like Greg who have had all sorts of problems. Um, it's just been a, a, a wild, wacky year for kickers. Anyway... Kirk Cousins says, F this. I'm going down. Vikings score a touchdown. They win in overtime. Panthers lose once again. Yeah, Kurt. It's absolutely crazy that kickers, again, like, I don't be this guy, but, like, you have one job. You come onto the field and you have to kick. I guess we should say kick successfully because they are kicking. They're not just doing it successfully. But, Kurt, it, it is kind of crazy. You know what else is crazy, Kurt? 
thinking that the Chargers had any chance against the Ravens this week. Again, I don't know anyone who would have any sort of inkling that the Chargers were going to do anything against the Ravens. Could not have been me. Could not have been BLB143. Certainly was, Kurtai, unfortunately. The I will, Ravens... But Bruno, I will say this. I will say this. I told, I told you during the, the live yesterday. True, true. I couldn't decide this game because I thought those two teams were so closely matched um, across the board. Obviously, the game did not turn out to be that way. And I, you know how much I hate the Ravens, right? Like we, we're, yeah. on, we're on the same yeah, page yeah. for that. Um, yeah. The job that John Harbaugh and his staff have done with that team is truly unbelievable. They have 16 guys this year alone on injured reserve. 16 guys. That's a lot for a full season. Yeah. We're in week six, and they keep winning. They're five and one. They've won five straight. Sorry, keep going. It's just I had to. I had to say. It. No, you're good, Kurt. You hate the Ravens so much. Your team name is Lamar Jackson Five. <clears throat> Anyways, um, yeah, like you said, the, yep. <laughs> the correct, Ravens, correct. <laughs> the Ravens win thirty-four to six. They ran the ball down the Chargers' throat again. Like you said, John Harbaugh doing an absolutely magnificent job in the run game, especially Kurt. Speaking of all those injuries, they had three different rushing touchdowns yesterday. From let's list them: Latavius Murray. Le'Veon Bell and Devonta Freeman. Just an absolutely hilarious, like, shitty Avengers group of running backs. None of those guys were even, like, on, like, the roster. Yeah. Yeah. And now they're all scoring touchdowns. And, again, those are all players. If you've ever played fantasy football, you've picked up or had at least one of those guys, but not all of them. So it's just. In, in like, Madden 2016, you're going to win a Super Bowl with those guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So just absolutely hilarious. Again, Lamar did what he had to do. I think he threw for, like, 160 and had a touchdown pass. So, again, I mean, you're winning 34 to 6. Just do what you got to do. He did only score 11 fantasy points. Did I still score 140? Yeah. But he only had 11. Humble brag. Uh, Lamar Jackson, 11 after this week. But uh, (laughs) I will say, too, Bruno. And Bruno and I are in the same division for fantasy football, mm. and uh, our division kind of sucks. You know who doesn't mm. suck? Us. Mm. Us. Where you? Are you winning this week? Did you win this week? Um, I'm down. Wait, let's do a. Let's break this fourth wall again. I'm down twelve right now. To shout out uh, the cutest and hardest worker in Campbell history, Dill McMahon, who just got but, married. Yes, shout out Dill. Shout out Dill. He has. He. I have Derrick Henry and Emmanuel Sanders left. Again, down twelve. He has A.J. Brown, Bills defense, and Tyler Bass, the Buffalo kicker. But is A.J. Brown playing? I thought he had, like, an illness or something. Um, Did you see that report that, like, he maybe has an illness? It says it doesn't say he's out, but I hope he's out. Um, it says Brown illness is in line to be available for Monday's game against the Bills. Okay, so he's probably I'm, sick. I mean, you have a chance. Derek Henry has got to go off. That's what I'm saying. And he ha- he's, like, the number one fantasy running so back. You so need, you need, you need uh, the Titans to win this game. Because Buffalo's defense, he uh, yep. he has. All right, you know what? Yeah, you know what? I like. It. You're gonna pull the upset. You're gonna pull I'm the gonna upset. pull the upset. So yeah, Kurt. Uh, our divi- our division in fantasy. I don't know how we got here, but our division in fantasy is fucking electric. But yeah. Kurt, coming back Sorry. to. I, coming- I just want to talk about anything but football. <laughs> I like know. Anything but- I know. I'm just trying to prolong the Patriots yeah. talk. Well, Kurt, at least we did. We scored more than six points this week. How about that? It's the little things post Tom Brady era. <laughs> But, yeah, so Ravens uh, demolish the Chargers. Obviously, if you're the Chargers, you played great last week against the Browns. They just need to start proving it. They can do it against the elite team. So we'll see how that goes the rest of the season. Yeah, we sure will. Um, Bruno, we had the winless watch. We still have the winless watch with mm. the uh, with the Lions. Yeah, not to be confused with Weight Watchers, Kirk. The <laughs> as, winless watch. As I pointed out, not to be confused <laughs> with Weight Watchers. Um, there is a win watch going mm. on in Arizona because they don't lose. They, they don't, don't lose. They don't lose. They don't lose. Once again, can't imagine anyone thinking they would lose this week. No. Hoops. Hoops. Not I. Uh, No Cliff Kingsbury. 
No Chandler Jones. No problem. Cardinals stay undefeated. 37-14 thrashing of the Browns. Kyler Murray continues to do his MVP bullshit. Four touchdowns, two to D-hop. Arizona never really seemed like this this game was in doubt for them. Yep. Um, the only close time, I guess, the time it got close was thanks to Baker Mayfield Hail Mary. The ball traveled like 66 yards in the air. True, like, truly absurd. Now, even, oh, yeah. even with that touchdown, it really still wasn't close. Yeah, yeah. Nick Chubb got injured. Kareem Hunt got injured. Baker kind of got injured at one point. So uh, just a, a, a really, really bad game for the Browns and a game that I'm not going to say it was must win because you're playing the undefeated Cardinals, but like the Browns have been one of those teams that were just so overrated by, once again, by me, them and the Panthers, us. 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 Um, Cleveland better get healthy fast because uh, otherwise they're not making the Super Bowl. They might not make the playoffs. Yeah, Kurt. They're honestly, they're kind of almost in the same boat as the Chargers. Like, it seems like the Browns beat the teams they're supposed to beat, but then when it comes to like these top level matchups, they're not doing so well. Nope. So, nope. we shall see, Kurt. We shall see. Uh, one game, your boy, if we only picked this game from the pick six, your boy would be 1 0 this week. Just me. Again, I don't talk about the other five, Kurt. Just, just this one, I was 1 0. We don't have to mention the other five. Uh, I was 1 0 <laughs> in on that one, too. Yeah, you were. Uh, this was the Raiders Broncos game. Again, all the story last week, this whole past week, has been John Gruden resigning, getting the fuck out of town, and then the new uh, coach. I'm going to attempt this, Kurt. Rich Bizakia. I, I, I have no idea how to pronounce his name, so I'll, I'll take that. Let's add a little uh, Hebrew flair. Bizakia. Bizakia. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to love that, that audio from both of us. But anyways, new interim coach comes in town. We were kind of both banking on the fact that it's like one of those classic, like, you're going to get fired up. It's a new coach. Everyone just been talking shit all week what also helped kurt is that again it was the broncos it's not like they played like you know the cowboy or oh i almost said cowboy another <laughs> the bills or the bucks or uh someone good but another so, another three and oh team that is now three and three right exactly so again Derek Carr and the boys they got it done it's not like the most impressive victory in the world but given the circumstances you know solid enough for them and again the broncos are the broncos and the panthers are looking at each other like that spider-man meme being like you're me and i'm you I didn't understand where you're going with that. I fully get it now. That's, they're literally like, <laughs> yep, 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 yep. Yeah. Uh, I forget that you guys can't see me. me and just, <laughs> I saw just, you. Yeah, thank God. Um, so obviously yesterday there were a lot of pretty pretty poor games, especially early on in the day. Uh, yep. It kind of got saved with a really wild Patriots game. And then there was another really – another Kurt. Just freaking slow down, man. Grab the wall. Grab the wall. Wiggle like you want to – something something your ass fall off okay so (laughs) (laughs) lyrical genius anyway really really entertaining sunday night football game as well steelers end up edging the seahawks oh my god the dogs (laughs) the dogs hey they're steelers fans they're just they're roughing their team that's all (laughs) steelers steelers win 23 20 in overtime weird back and forth game in this one geno smith started for the seahawks obviously because our boy um what Russell Wilson I had a brain fart there for a second Russell Wilson out with that mallet finger injury shout out Ryan mallet um so Geno Smith starts he played okay 209 yards had a touchdown we're gonna fast forward though to the fourth quarter Steelers go up three on a field goal with a minute 30 left Geno Smith the boy the dog leads the Seahawks back to hit a game tying field goal as time expires but the play right before the field goal was absolutely freaking insane so Geno Smith hits DK Metcalf up the left sideline. And for quite literally no fucking reason, DK Metcalf, like, doesn't just run out of bounds. He, like, tries to make a football move and go up the field literally as time is about to, like, the time is running out. You have no more timeouts. It 
It was an asinine decision from DK Metcalf, yes? Do you agree? Yeah, I was going to say Shannon Sharp today called it Hero Ball, and I think I would agree. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. It, it was absolute bullshit. Like, just go out of bounds. You're in field goal range. You are comfortably in field goal range. Just scoot your ass out of bounds. No, he tries to go upfield, has the ball in one hand, gets it punched out. Now, I think, I don't know his first name, but Swain, the receiver for the Seahawks. Freddie. Freddie, good old Freddie boy, our Freddie boy. <laughs> Freddie Swain picks up the ball, sprints it to the center. Doesn't even give it to the ref. Just goes right to the center. I think that's illegal. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the center snaps the ball. They get the, uh, they spike it. Geno Smith spikes, spikes it. On the game clock on the stadium, it says triple zeros. But yep. there was, like, he clearly spiked it with yeah. one second on the clock. But then yeah. all of a sudden, the Steelers are running onto the field thinking they won the game. Uh, no. No, no. No, no. You didn't win the game. Um, the referees did this weird thing where they, they like, aft, after the spike, um, they were like, the, the previous play is under further review, which they were talking about the fumble which means the, the spike actually didn't happen. It wasn't a play. I, it was, yeah. My brain turned into mush. Yeah. It, was, I, it almost seemed like it was fixed. People thought the game was fixed um, mm. on Twitter, so I don't know. Anyway, game, the Seahawks make the field goal. They go to overtime. Geno Smith makes made his the biggest mistake of the game that he had because yeah. um, he played okay up to that point. Yeah. He's running with the ball um, in the, like their first possession. Uh, and he gets he gets strip sacked. Uh, no, stripped because he didn't get sacked. Stripped. Yeah. T.J. Watt knocks the ball out of his hands. Of course, it's T.J. Watt. Of um, course. Steelers end up being in field goal range after that, and they uh, they close the game out with a field goal. Yeah, Kurt. The only thing I'll add is that for the fixed crowd, was this a Buffalo Wild Wings situation? You ever see those commercials oh, where Buffalo Wild Wings like sure pulls have. the lever? <laughs> sure have. So it might have been uh, something like that. But yeah, Kurt, very weird end to the game. I guess if you're the Sears, like you still ended up winning, so it didn't really matter. But yeah, just a weird like last. And then also like hope that guys. I don't know his name. I should look up. It's like a Steelers player who like really hurt his neck or something. He was down for a long time. Or sorry, a Seahawks player. Um, forget his name. Hope he's okay. But it just made the end of the game go so long. Oh, dude, it took like 15 minutes. Obviously. Yeah. It took every precaution. It was like a neck injury, so they were. Yeah. They took, um, but he is okay, and he flew back with the team. So perfect. Great, that. great news. Uh, that's it. Right. Kurt, what? A, what other week? I mean, <laughs> another the, lovely week in Paris. Yeah, that was great. Uh, so yeah, Bruno, take us out of here. See you next All time. Right. Yeah. And, and see ya. Okay, ah. no, we're still here. God, <laughs> God damn it! It's like when you want to go away, but like want to go away. But you're, yeah, I do. For <laughs> what does that sound? Southwest. Southwest. <laughs> You want to get away? It. Yeah, I sure Our... fucking do, Southwest. Oh, man. All right, let's talk about the Pit Pats. <laughs>
Ezekiel uh-huh. Elliott. No bueno. No first down for him. That sets the Patriots up in Dallas, deep in Dallas territory. They're literally already in field goal range. Damian Harris, 21-yard run. Mac Jones passed to Johnu Smith, 9 yards. And then Damian Harris finished with a little wildcat action for the second mm-hmm. week in a row. Pats go up 7 nothing. Now, obviously, obviously, let's not kid ourselves, Bruno. Dallas is a better team. Dallas was a yeah. better football team. Um, yep. The amount of weapons they have on offense is silly. So the fact that you – I mean, they were going to score. So they come back, they score a touchdown on their next drive. But yep. then the Patriots responded immediately right again. So all out of nowhere, uh, hello, Ramondre Stevenson. That boy caught two passes for like 60 yards, like back-to-back mm-hmm. plays. Um and then Hunter Henry passed deep in the field. I was like, it took four plays. The Patriots scored a touchdown and went 75 yards in four plays. Yep. I was like, uh, hello, yes, more of this. I was like, the Patriots offense has hashtag arrived. So it's oh 14-7. You must have gone fucking crazy over there. Yeah, dude, what we were saying was it was 14-7 to like halfway through the first quarter. And I was like, holy shit, this game is going to be sick. Everyone's going to score every time. Shootout. <laughs> Absolute shootout. Yep. So then going back the other way. The, the Cowboys drive like the length of the field. They get intercepted in the end zone. Um, mm-hmm. Justin Bethel, uh, yes, Justin Bethel, <laughs> who's in the game for Jonathan Jones. Well, I'm going to back up for a sec. I'm going to back up for a sec. Mm. Bill Belichick, sir. Sir, you're mm. playing the Dallas Cowboys. Bruno, you're a smart guy. Do the Dallas mm. Cowboys have good wide receivers? Um, they have pretty good wide receivers and multiple of them. Multiple of them. A lot, like. You could argue they have two and a half number one wide receivers. That's how good oh, yeah. they are. So, oh, yeah. um, Bruno, uh, BB, as I will call you, because uh, I would like you to replace the current BB who currently oh, works in the Patriots. Oh, no. <laughs> so, if you have a team with a loaded receiver core, do you think it might make sense to just bring an extra cornerback into the game, either Miles Bryant or Jawan Williams? Now, I'm not telling you they're good players because I don't think they are good players. True. But they're better than Justin Bethel, who's a special teamer. Like, he doesn't yeah. play defense. Um, so he, BB, who coaches mm. the Patriots, was like, nah, fam, bam, we good. We rocking with it. <laughs> well, Jonathan Jones gets hurt, and Justin Bethel's in the game. And immediately, yeah. immediately got smoked. Yeah. I don't know why he was covering CeeDee Lamb, but he was. So on that drive, he gets smoked. He does make up for it, and he tips the ball in the end zone, which Kyle Duggar intercepts. So that was great exciting but i still cannot believe we didn't dress another cornerback for the game yesterday anyways that was one of my pet peeves with belichick Mm -hmm. so interception 14-7 patriots this is the second quarter um yep yeah so then we have another drive where jacoby myers scores like a 40-yard touchdown uh, his first touchdown ever. Place is probably going absolutely bananas. I was, was I was going absolutely bananas. My roommate goes, flag. I said, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah, holding on the Patriots, bring it back. Well, this is when all hell broke loose for the Patriots right. because immediately after the touchdown got called back, it would have been 21-7 Patriots. I immediately know. touchdown gets called back. Randy Gregory just tossed Yanni Kajust out the club. <laughs> Who was playing? He, he, he was playing um, right tackle on this play, um, and he just absolutely put him in the ground, and then put Mac Jones deeper into the ground. This hit Mac Jones took. I don't know how he got up. I thought Mac Jones broke his ribs. They, like they did show the replay, and Mac Jones like immediately grabs his chest and he's like wincing in pain. Like he got absolutely rocked. Strip yeah. sack. Dallas recovers, and immediately Dallas goes down, and they they uh, they get a field goal. 
Yep. So it's 14-10. Now, obviously, that's not worst-case scenario because you hold you held them to three. Right. But from going – from literally the play before right. being 21-7 to then 14-10 is a massive, massive swing. Massive. So the next drive um, for the, the pitter-patters is inexcusable, again, in my mind. So here's what happens. The Patriots end up having a, like a third and nine, and Mac Jones hits Jacoby Myers. And Jacoby Myers is like just at the first down marker. He kind of like falls the wrong direction. He should have fell upfield. He fell backwards. And the spot was kind of shitty. It was like fourth and one, fourth and like long one. Yeah. And um, I don't know where exactly this was on the field. I don't think it was. Yeah, it wasn't very – it was the New England 27. So – or no, New England 35, sorry. So, again, punting is probably the right play here. But I was surprised Belichick, A, didn't throw the challenge flag just to see it because it was that close. So that was my first pet peeve. And then the second pet peeve, stop with the goddamn bullshit of having your offense out there. Hey, we're going to go for it. And then sprinting them off the field and sprinting your punt team on the field. Because the punt team comes onto the field with 12 seconds on the play clock. So now they're scrambling. They're trying to get set. They were so clear on TV, Bruno. It was so clear on TV that they were not set. They didn't know what was going on. What happens? Blocked punt. That's your fault. That is Bill Belichick's fault because you're trying to get too goddamn cute. Dude, if you're not going to go for it, just send the punt team out there with 40 seconds. Like That's what I'm saying. Stop trying to be cute. It's simply not worth it. So they block the punt, um, and they, they're, they're set up deep in Patriots territory. They're at the Patriots 15-yard line, down 14-10. Now, um, now, the biggest stand of the year for the Patriots happens. They... Um, Dallas ends up getting the ball down to the one-yard line. First and goal from the one. Oh, yeah. Bruno, tell us what happened. You were there. Tell us what happened. What happened for four straight plays? We said, get the fuck out, you fucking fucks. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> they stuffed Zeke. They stuffed Zach. They stuffed Zeke. They stuffed Zach. Ze- well, I just combined Zeke and Dak Zach to Zach. And Deke. <laughs> Deke and Zach. From this point forward, that's what they are. Deke and Zach. <laughs> Deke and Zach. I'm tired. Um... They stuffed them four different times. And on the last one, Juwan Bentley punches the ball out. Dak fumbles. They they ruled it touchdown on the field. Actually, mm-hmm. sirs, no. Because Bentley got it because Dak tried to dive over the goal line. Um, Bentley as he was Bentley was like in midair. The replay of this was sick. Like punched it out with his left hand, fumble. Patriots recover. So now with a minute and a half to go in the first half in a timeout, the Patriots are up fourteen to ten still, thanks to that heroic stand by your defense bill belichick what the fuck are you doing i dude i we had all the momentum we just stopped them we got the fumble i was like we are the crowd was going fucking nuts dude and then we had all the momentum in the world all the momentum in the world for up 14 10 against a dallas cowboys team that probably you had no business being on the field with oh yeah so not only do you have a minute and a half on the on, on the clock you can score now and you get the ball to start the second half. Oh, yeah. So with a minute and a half, he shows that he has absolutely zero confidence in Mac Jones and the Patriots offense and says, no, nah, you know what? I'm not going to go for it. The Patriots run a couple plays. They take a knee. That's it. So in a ch- an opportunity for you to go, if you get 40 yards, you're in field goal range. 
Oh, yeah. In a minute and a half? You saw what Mac Jones can do, no huddle. Oh, let, yeah. let, let the kid have a goddamn chance. Here's what I said to Abby yesterday. I said, if you are not confident enough in Mac Jones and the Patriots' offense, then why the fuck is Cam Newton not here? Because, like, at this point, like, if – if you're going to concede not going for it at the end of the half, that's the same shit you did with Cam Newton. So let's just, we should have just brought his ass back because th- that's not good for Mac Jones either. Like, if you're a rookie, that's an opportunity to get reps. I know it's I know it's in the season too. But, like, you have an opportunity here to drive your team in a, no, a two-minute drill, no huddle, and trying to get into field goal range. And, again, aside from the strip sack by Gregory and then the Belichick not challenging it the, play bef- the drive before, the Patriots' offense was humming for the first three drives. It's not like they were playing terribly. So, Matt, either Belichick has no faith in the offensive line, which I, I do understand a little bit, but, like, let Mac Jones go five wide. Let Mac Jones find matchups he likes. Absolutely shows no faith in him. Patriots going to the half, up 14-10. I'm, I was really mad they didn't try for more. Yeah, Kurt. And if we're going to be completely honest here, yes, you didn't know it at the time. But in a game that ended up going to overtime, you we could Kurt, could we have used another opportunity to add even a field goal? Even a field goal more, Kurt? Would have been nice. Yeah, having an extra field goal uh, would have won the game. But anyway, yeah. so Bill Belichick says double score? Nah, don't want it. <laughs> don't want that. Um, not a whole lot happened in the third quarter. It was like yeah. punt, punt, punt. Dallas ends yeah, very up, boring. Yeah, very boring third quarter. Dallas does ultimately get up 17-14 after a touchdown. Um, actually, they get up 20-14 to because they go touchdown and field goal. So they're up 20-14. to The Patriots' offense, then they found it. They found it in the fourth quarter. Um, Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevens got the pass back into the end zone with some ground and pound action. So the Patriots go up 21-20. And then... Shit hit the absolute fan for the Patriots. So the defense got a stop. Dallas misses a 51-yard field goal. Dude, we were exploding. We had just taken the lead. They missed the field goal. Shit was going awesome. Kurt, there's no way this could get fucked no. up. There's no way. I would, dude, I was like, we're, we're going to beat Dallas. I was like, we're, yeah. we had just had a drive where we, yep. pr- we had proven we can run the football when they knew we were going to run the football, and it did yep. not matter. That's like yep. that's imposing your will on a team. If you can run when they know you're going to run and you still do it anyway and you do it efficiently, that takes the will of another team. So oh, yeah. they, Dallas misses the 51-yard field goal. There's two minutes and 42 seconds on the clock. Okay, Let me explain this to you. 2.42 on the clock. Dallas has all their timeouts <laughs> and the two-minute warning. Here's, here's what has to happen. One of two things has to happen here, Bruno. Even if the Patriots do not get a first down, you make them burn all three of their timeouts. Yes. Okay? Yes. So that's option A. Even if you even if you get zero yards, run, stuff, 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 you make them burn all their timeouts. Okay? That that should have happened. Mm-hmm. Or option B, which I like option B, you get a couple goddamn first downs and you win the game. It would have taken right. one first down and then a couple plays and you would you would have won the game essentially. Yep. Well, what did the Patriots do instead, Bruno? Hmm. They run a play for zero yards. Fine. Dallas timeout. I was like, all right, whatever, whatever. And then out of a Dallas timeout, this offense comes back out onto the field and takes a delay a game penalty. I know, bro. That was bizarre. It, it, inexcusable. This team is being held back by its coaching, and that is something that I, I – it's just, it's just facts. They're being Damn. held back by their coaching. The Patriots would be better if they had a different coach right now. Oh, my God. I wasn't ready for that take. Me either. It just kind of came out. I, dude, but it's it's been infuriating. Josh McDaniels, if that's your fault, Bill Belichick, if that's your fault, I don't know whose fault it is, but it's on – well, ultimately, Bill Belichick, you're the head coach. It's on you. So, I – inexcusable. 
inexcusable for them to come out of a timeout with a delay a game. So um, now it's second and 15, and the Patriots decide to throw the ball. I don't mm-hmm. actually hate the decision to throw the ball, even though even if it's incomplete, they don't have to waste a timeout. I was like, you know what? I did like it. It was like, all right, if we're going to go for the win, we're going to have to throw the ball. So um, Mac Jones tries to hit Kendrick Bourne in a little slant behind the linebackers. He's open. Kendrick Bourne's open. It's not Mac Jones' best throw, that's for sure. But it goes right, right through Kendrick Bourne's hands. And whose hands does it end up, end up in? Dude, fucking Diggs again, dude. Trayvon Diggs. That's a pick six for the Cowboys. That's his Crazy. seventh interception in six weeks. So he takes it to the house. Dallas now leads 26-21. The Patriots did stop the two-point conversion for Dallas, which ended up being absolutely massive right. at the time. But still, you go from thinking, okay, guys, we get a first down, we win the game, to, okay, now we need a touchdown to, to go ahead. Like, it just – things changed so fast. It, Kurt, it was stunning because we had, again, like we just said, we had all the momentum. We had just retaken the lead. They had just missed the field goal. It was 2.42 or whatever time you said it was left. And, Kurt, no one saw that coming. Literally no one. And it was, I, Kurt, it was crazy. And then something else that no one saw coming happened right after yeah, that. Yeah, Gillette Stadium was must have been shocked. And then literally like <laughs> a minute later, Dallas kicks off to the Patriots. And then on – so Mac Jones, his last throw was pick six. Yep. On his next throw – is a 75-yard touchdown pass to Kendrick Bourne. Kurt, it was – I, like, couldn't even believe what I was – there were Cowboys fans in, in Section 143, shout-out 143, still celebrating <laughs> what had just happened the play before. They were jumping around. They were, like, didn't even see. And I was like, do you see what's happening right now? <laughs> Dude, I – Mac Jones pr- proved in that moment that he is so mentally tough and he's got some big old stones, Bruno. Oh, yeah. Forget Mac Jones from this point forward. It's Mac Stones. Mackie Stones. Mackie Stones. So 75-yard <laughs> touchdown and and the Patriots got the two-point conversion. So they're mm-hmm. up 29-26. So now we go on the, the flippity-flop. Oh, 2.05 yeah. to go in the game. Dak and the Cowboys, who, by the way, have been on the field for 40 minutes. The 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 um. The time breakdown, time of possession, Mm -hmm. 40 minutes for Dallas, 20 minutes for the Patriots. So the Patriots' defense was absolutely gassed. So with 2.05 to go, Dallas comes out, and the Patriots get it on the the first series of the the first four plays of the drive. That's what I was trying Mm -hmm. to say. They get the Cowboys into a fourth and four. You make one play, the game's over. Yep. Well, who makes a play? Dallas. Albert Wilson. Okay, who? Albert huh. Will who? <laughs> Albert Wilson makes this unbelievable catch on fourth yeah. like unbelievable catch on fourth and four over Jonathan Jones. That gives them another chance, blah, 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 blah. Later in the drive, this is where it gets just absolutely batshit crazy. Dallas gets a personal foul. They actually had a holding penalty and a personal foul in the same play. I don't know what it was they, hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's bad play by them. But that the Patriots accepted the the um, penalty and it goes to third and twenty five from the Dallas forty five yard line. Okay, so you're thinking Dallas has like either one play to get into field goal range or two plays to try to convert on fourth down. That's that's what you're thinking. Yeah. No. No, Dallas no. says no. Third and 25, the goddamn Patriots. Jalen Mills allows a 24-yard pass so the Cowboys can get back in field goal range. So this weak-ass secondary, play. They so first off, they rush four. No one gets home. Pass rush was 
so tired. Matt Judon like stood up like he like he barely did anything. I'm not I'm not shooting on Matt Judon. It's like right, right. justifiably so the Patriots defensive the, those pass rushers were were gassed. Right. Um and you allow a twenty four yard throw on third and twenty five to get it to field goal range and obviously they bang home the field goal. Um, Mike McCarthy with some really shitty clock management at the end, yeah. but still they, they get the field goal, we go to overtime. So the Patriots the Patriots get the ball to start overtime. I'm like, this is great. This is um, fantastic. Bruno, I know you're at the game, so you might not have seen it, but the Patriots got Aguilord. We got Aguilord on the first play. Bruno, yeah. right now, you're on your computer, right? I am. Go to my Twitter. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Let me pull. I should have had it pulled up already. I apologize. Yeah, this, is your, this is your fault. Twitter. Twitter. It's what's happening. Search. Kurt motherfucking field. That's my name. It's loading. Okay. You follow each other. Ooh. We got Aguilar. Okay. Pin tweet. I missed Tom Brady. Yeah. I missed Tom Brady. Not, not that I one. Missed Tom not, 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 not that one. <laughs> okay. Okay. The one right below that. Okay. I see that The one, one that says stab me in the eyes. Oh, okay. no. Dude. Oh, my God. It was. Bro, I wasn't looking at this angle. I was looking at yeah. the other angle. Yeah. Yep. Bruh. So um, what what you guys can't see right now is on the first play of overtime, Mac Jones hit Nel- hits Nelson Aguilar on a slant route that if Nelson Aguilar catches this, there is one safety playing at the 45-yard line. Bernie, you see him? I see him. So he's 15 yards away from Nelson Aguilar. It is Nelson Aguilar, that safety, and all it's – and then the end zone. Like there's – if he makes one move and makes one safety miss, Nelson Aguilar is fast. The Patriots win the game. Do you see it? I can't stop looking at it, and I want to stop looking at it. He's and again, he was in full stride. That's a perfect throw. That's a perfect throw from Mac Jones. If he gets that, we win the game. Kurt, or at least, I, uh, dude, dude, does that not make it so much worse? Kurt, I knew it was bad because in the moment, like I was like, bro, that was like right to him. I just again, just for the context, I wasn't looking at it through the TV angle. I was looking at it like vertically, if you will. So I was just like, oh, whatever. Maybe it was a little off. But that is that that screenshot is. <laughs> Sickening. Stab me in the eyes. Sickening. Stab me in the eyes. You can take my bad eye. That's fine. I don't need that. <laughs> Stab you in the eye. Yeah. Okay. But so, Ugh. so we we got Aguilord. Okay. Yeah. Um, we end up getting a first down on this ridiculous play by Mac Jones. He's like being sacked and somehow throws the most accurate pass of all time to Jacoby Myers. Don't know how he did it, but he did. Um, so then we end up getting it to third and three, at like midfield, mm-hmm. and uh, the referees were the three blind mice. Actually, six blind mice, technically, I guess. And um, they missed a clear, clear as day. I don't know if you saw a face mask on Nelson Aguilar. So it's a it's a back shoulder throw to Aguilar. It's not a great throw by Mac Jones in this, in this specific instance. But, the, I mean, clear as day. Gets face masked. Now, uh, the referees, I don't think, were bad yesterday. Um, Dallas had so many penalties. It was funny. Um, but just an inexcusable miss in a really, really big situation. But... You know, it's it's football. It happens. They miss they miss calls. I'm gonna ask you this question, Bruno, because I've thought about it, and I don't know if you have either. But it's fourth and three from midfield. Okay. I understand punting the ball, but you got the ball first, which means if you don't score, a field goal wins the game for the next team, and we couldn't stop Dallas. We we couldn't stop Dallas. So the Patriots punt it. And obviously Dallas marches right down the field. They get a walk-off touchdown by C.D. Lamb. It was the most uncompetitive drive ever. I don't know why you don't go for it on fourth and three. It Again, it shows no faith in your offense. Like, if if Mac Jones is the guy, which let's just call a spade a spade. Mac Jones is one of the Patriots' best players. That's just a fact. 
That's just a fact. Um, have some faith in your quarterback. Have some faith in the – you spent millions and millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars on people to catch passes. Let's put them out there on a fourth and three, and let's see if we can make something happen. John Smith has been invisible since he got here. Um, so that, that one hasn't worked out. But I like Kendrick Bourne. I know Aguilar just dropped it. I like Aguilar. Hunter Henry's been a beast. I just put the ball in your your best player's hands. And it's weird calling Mac Jones your best player. But one of your best player's hands and let him do his thing. Because regardless if you didn't if, – if the Patriots could stop there, yes, one first down, the game's over. Dallas kicks a field goal, and they win. I get Bill Belichick's logic on that. But it didn't matter if they had to go 15 yards or they had to go 50 yards. They were going to do it. The Patriots' defense was so tired. I'm, I, I thought they should have gone for it. What do you think? Kurt, you're right 100 times out of 100 times, and here's why, and you kind of already alluded to it. Number one, like you just said, did we not just see on the final game-tying drive in regulation that our defense just completely just fucking fall over? They were dead tired. They carved us up. We just saw that. That was like fucking five minutes before this drive, right? What did you think was going to happen? Like, did you think like did you think they were miraculously just going to take like a five-minute rest or less and just be like, oh, we're better? No, they no. are still tired. Like, yeah. they're still tired. And then, Kurt, number two, like you said, that first down play, like that drive wasn't a bad drive from the offense. It was a drop. If he catches that ball at – at best, it's a touchdown. At worst, it's a first down. At, so again, worst, at worst, it's a 25-yard that's completion. That's what I'm saying. So at to, absolute worst. So, like, to have no confidence that our offense could do something in that situation when it was a drop away from starting the drive with a first down at worst is crazy. And, again, like you said, sure, there's some logic in, like, if you go for it and don't get it, they're a first down away from kicking a field goal. I get that. But, Kurt, what do, what do the Patriots this year have to gain from playing it safe? We were fucking 2-3 and three coming in this year. We had not won a game at home, and we still have not won a game at home. There's not Playing it safe is not going to get us anywhere this year, Kurt. The fact that we didn't just say we got the ball first, we're going to either win or lose on our own terms, is just, it just sucked. It just sucked, Kurt. We should have gone for it. And you know what? We all knew what was coming when the Cowboys got the ball back. We all yeah, knew. Like, I was, was trying over. to deny it, was it but, over. like, as soon as the Cowboys didn't, like, muff the fucking punt, I was like, okay, it's over. Um, the Patriots yesterday, I, I told you, I have a problem with how scared Bill Belichick is coaching. Because yep. he – remember that documentary that came out about a football life with Bill Belichick? And it was talking about how Be- – there's a clip of Belichick telling his team, you know, one thing I'll never be is scared. I'll never coach scared. Well, sir, what happened in the last decade? Because all mm. of a sudden – you're coaching scared. And either you have no faith in Mac Jones, you have no faith in Josh McDaniels, or you have no faith in something because it's getting ridiculous. Um, the Patriots yesterday punted on fourth and four, fourth and three, fourth and two, and fourth and one. On three of them, the Cowboys immediately scored a touchdown, a field goal, and then the game-winning touchdown. So Ugh. you not having any sort of balls um, costs you the game effectively. Um, I will say this too. Um, the lack of aggressiveness, there is a, um, a statistic, a graphic, I guess you can call it by, um, like an analytics company. And again, you can read into analytics however you want them. Some people hate them. Some people love them. I'm kind of neutral about analytics, but I just thought this was very telling. So this graph says how often teams go for it when they should in 2021. So that, that Mm. metric is based off of if you go for it rather than punting, your win percentage greatly increases by oh. more than by more than like twenty percent. Oh, okay. So like greatly increases. Hmm. So um the Patriots in this graphic are dead last. 
no fucking shot. They have had nine opportunities to go for it when they should have, based on this metric, and they have gone for it zero oh times. Oh my god, that's so, so depressing. Bruno, I'm gonna I'm just gonna hold up this um this graph, and again, you you might not be able to see the Patriots because they're so small. That's the Patriots. You can't even see them on the graph. That is <laughs> that is the Patriots. Kurt, uh, I hate to be this guy, but that's a chode. That's a, that's worse than a chode. That's that's a that's a inverted penis. <laughs> that's a micro penis. I talked about micro penises last week. This is an inverted penis. This is going the wrong way. Oh or, my god! You know, not to be that guy, but it could be it could be a vagina. It's flat. Oh my god! It, I mean, Kurt, it feels like we had one after that game. Yeah, it sure did. So on the fourth and three punt in overtime. While tied twenty nine to twenty nine, there's a there's a, a Twitter page called the Surrender Index. Oh no! Uh, with a surrender index of twenty three point one two, this punt ranks at the ninety eighth percentile of cowardly punts in twenty twenty one. Oh my god! And the ninety seventh percentile of all cowardly punts since nineteen ninety nine. Oh my god! This bro. is like a real account too. It's verified. Oh, like my it's a verified god. account. So, like, I, punting in overtime should be illegal. Dude, it's, now we're cowards, too? I mean, insult to injury right there, Kurt. God damn it. Yeah, dude, it's just, it's simply not good. I, here's us two now, okay? Patriots mm-hmm. are two and four. Yeah. They're 0 and four at home. Which is insane. It used to be if you came to July Stadium, you were losing. It didn't matter yeah. who you were. So they're 0 and four at home, but they're, like, legitimately three plays away from being five and one. Which is what's scary. So, like, while this team sucks, kind of, in the standings and their record, like, they don't suck because they, they really should be. They should be 5-1. and one. Um, And I know that's not how the NFL works. If that's how right. it works, a lot of teams would be better. But they have to prove they can win. They haven't proven it yet. But here's the thing. At 2-4, and four, there are now 11 AFC teams with better records than the Patriots. They're a game out of the 7 seed, but the Chiefs, Browns, the Chiefs and Browns are 3-3. Three and three. Uh, and the Steelers are, are too. And they can play with any of those teams, but they have to be more consistent if they want right. any chance of that. So there was something, too, that um, they're going to have to if – you, if, you if you expect the Patriots to win the game against the Jets, the Falcons, and one other crap – the Jaguars, which probably should be wins, yep. the Patriots are still going to have to go win five out of eight games against the other teams, and the, there's just simply no way. There's just simply no way. Yeah. Um, it's like the Browns, the Titans, the Bills twice. Um, it's just Chargers. Yeah. yeah. It's just the Colts. It's just like, I mean, can they do it? Maybe. Maybe. I just – I think it's a, almost a, a, almost an impossible chance. So they got, they got some shit to figure out, but it just really bothers me. It really – Really bothers me about how scared your how scared their Patriots are coaching. It just show you have no faith in your team. That's what it shows me. Yeah, Kurt. Maybe playing it safe and punting, doing all that stuff works when you have the goat for fucking twenty years and like you just know that your season doesn't start till AFC Championship. But in case someone hasn't told Belichick, our season has started already and it has started two and four and it's going to continue to be negative unless we're just going for it and letting the boys goddamn play, Kurt. My biggest, my biggest thing when we started this, we, we talked about it in the first podcast we had this season. Patriots have to start fast because the schedule gets tough. Yep. Well, now you're going to get into the meat of the schedule, and you're you're not you didn't start fast, so now you got some work to do. So now we're going to find out real freaking quick if you're if you're a team that can a, a playoff caliber team because you haven't looked at it so far. Yeah. Well, you have and you haven't, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Bruno, really fast lightning round, three up, yep. three down. Uh, Want to take the ups? 
Yeah, sure. Uh, we had Damian Harris. Uh, wasn't sure if he was going to play. He did play. Thank God he did. He had 18 carries for 100 yards, averaged over five a carry. Really uh, was a, a standout in the run game. Kendrick Bourne, we know he had that drop uh, before in regulation before, but then the big play, 75-yard touchdown to bring us back into it. That was awesome. And then Jawan Bentley kind of flying around. He had that forced fumble for Dak Prescott. He, he, he's been playing a lot better recently. So, yeah, I mean, again, the overall game is negative. Those players actually did decent. Yeah, the three down, I'll make this real easy for you. Bill Belichick, Josh McDaniels, and the entire secondary. You can also <laughs> – I'll give you a fourth one, too, and it's most of the offensive line. So, yeah, yeah let's just freaking figure it out. Um, but that's enough Patriots talk for this week. They they luckily had the Jets this week. So, hopefully, uh, we don't lose that one because if we do, I'm, I'm – you, you're doing next week's episode by yourself. If the Patriots lose, you're Done. you're by yourself. Done. Done. Literally promise because Done. that's absurd. Yeah. I mean, Jets coming off a bye, LOL. Don't uh, care. Jets, LOL. Uh, yeah, I'll say bye to Kurt next week if the Jets beat the Patriots. Yep. Bruno, say goodbye to everyone right now. Let's go. Oh, man. Well, Kurt, it's been a long weekend. Uh, it's been a weird week of NFL action. I think you and I are both safe to say happy that it's over, uh, much like this episode. So, Kurt, we will see the fans for our pick six in which I'm definitely winning. Wait. Don't check the standings. Wait. Wait, wait. Don't wait. tell me. Tell me. I'm telling you. I Before we go. Because the only thing that gives me life anymore is the Boston Red Sox. Who would have oh, thought? Fuck yes. Who would have thought that? Uh, Bruno, we're going to keep dancing on our own. Um, I want your prediction for Game Three tonight. Well, so, tomorrow when these people, when it, when this graces the people's ears, mm-hmm. um, uh, we could either be exposed or we could be correct. But I want your prediction for Game Three tonight. First game of the ALCS in Boston series tied one one. Five two Red Sox dub baby. Easy. Five two Red Sox dub. I'm going to go. 6-5 Red Sox win. Love the dubs, Kurt. And speaking of dubs, dude, the Braves. Back-to-back walk-off, walk-off wins against the Dodgers? Like, holy shit. Dude, that I, been I don't too. care. I, I don't really care who wins the World Series as long as it's not the Dodgers. Yeah. So, I so. – actually, I do care. I I just don't pay the Astros or the Dodgers. So, yeah, yeah, go, exactly. go Sox, go Braves. Go, go Sox, baby. Big dubs. So, hopefully, uh, you're reveling in this tomorrow when you wake up. But for now, Kurt, we are going to end this episode and begin our Red Sox journey for the night. Uh, as for football news, Kurt, we will see the fans for pick six this weekend. And again, may I just stress, do not check the standings. Just believe me when I say I'm winning. Don't check anything. There's no stats guy this week. There's it's nobody a, to check that. It's a good thing you didn't take the 0-6 last week because remember that was on the table? Again, we're not <laughs> checking stats here. There's no stats guy, Kurt. So I don't know what stats you're referencing, but I'm not checking them, and I'm not seeing hey, them. Hey, you told the fans there might be one at the end of this at the end of this the episode. So maybe this is it. Maybe this is the stats guy segment. Bruno's pick six. I'm trying to figure out how to get out of this one, and I don't know, Kurt. So you know what I'm going to say, Kurt? We will see you next time on Playing the Field. Bye, guys. Bruno sucks. Talking towards the